With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. Hi, guys. Hi. We're um, actually on time today. We are. Yeah, like 8 o'clock. We did that. Um. We're waiting for John to come inside. Um, he was running late, so he had to eat his dinner. So we'll get the normal uh, music going and stuff here in just a second. Um, I yeah. just wanted to tell you guys about a couple changes. We have welcomed a new member to Paratalk Radio. That's right. Uh, huh? That's right. Yeah. And uh, she's now an official member um, working with our tiring staff that's working so hard to bring you all this great stuff. So uh, Heather Flamo, who's been uh, a fan right from the beginning, she is now going to be our roaming news lady. Woo! So um, starting at 9 o'clock at the top of the hour, every show, um, providing everything with her and uh, her health is good, we are going to have her uh, do our news. Also mm-hmm. for you guys, so you know, um, some of you do know because you're on the fan club page, if you're not, make sure you sign up for it. Um, there's always links, and you can get a hold of. Um, even Heather can show you where it is, or myself. Just go and uh, ask to be a member of the fan club page, and uh, we can get you set up in there. And um, as I was going to say, was that Robert White and Mr. Eric uh, Harrison is our, they are both our admins on the fan club page. So they are also a part of the awesome. Paratalk Radio family as well. Oh my God. Here. Squeeze me when it happens. Squeeze! Oh, I can't. I'm trying not to cry. Don't cry. Just squeeze. Oh. All right, so we're ready. What's wrong? Oh, I'm in pain. She's in pain. Her foot's oh. really bothering her. They gave her a shot. Rabies shot. I mean, a uh, regular shot. I saw an, I saw a raccoon in the middle of the day. Mom and I were coming back from the doc, from my foot doctor appointment, and uh, I'm like, "Oh my God, that's a raccoon!" I'm like, "It probably has rabies." A uh, small. Whenever you want to go, go for it, Mr. John. Where? Well, I got a zero time code on this thing right now. Well, that's nice. Yeah, special. I got still got no time code. Whatever, as long as it plays, I guess. Are we live or something? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, and you guys are just talking to yourselves because your mic's nowhere near you and they're not on anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure they can hear me. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I don't know. They probably didn't hear me. You're right. I probably didn't. There we go. There we go. And now we can be official. Uh, Sorry. Maybe. There we go. All right, John, let's make this official. 
in a small hollow in North Carolina. There have been several Bigfoot sightings, burning fields and meadows, and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. People, she is talking about ghosts hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.tv. To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rochester, New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Oh, excuse Excuse me. me. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're official. So, um, I don't know. It's going to just, I'm so excited about today's show. Yeah. I uh, you look so one. cute in your hat. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, it'll be our last one for a couple weeks. That makes yeah. Sad. Yeah. It is kind of sad that, uh, we're not going to see you guys for two weeks, um, because of Christmas and New Year's, but, mm-hmm. uh, we will, uh, Cindy and I were talking about it before we went live that, uh, I think we're going to try and do. A, a live, a, a little or live video together. from home or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yay, John. Yay, John! John's got his head. I wish you guys you could turn see it this. Around. You have the seam on the front. No, the, the seam is supposed to be on the front. Seam on the back. No, is there? Yes, it's on yours too. Yours too. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I'm not like hat incompetent here. Yeah, well, I didn't, put mine up I, don't, I didn't either, but, you but I got mine to stand straight up where you guys can't do that. I want to know how you did it. I'm a dunce. Oh, now we're all doing it. <laughs> now we all look. <laughs> now we all look like boy, that's hard. paranormal. <laughs> I got mine to stand up. Mm. Mm. I bet mm. probably had no problem with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's dear. funny. All right, so um, as I was saying earlier before we actually went officially live with John in here, we have a new segment. Um, actually, it's not new because it's paranormal news and paranormal news and weird news um, that we have here on Paratalk Radio. And, you know, it's fun stuff. It's stuff that we would like to 
um, discuss. Now, and now why can't I just, find it? What, us live? Yeah, I just had it a second ago, and then I shared I it and yeah. posted it. We're, we're and... there. We're there somewhere. And um, any... <laughs> John's teasing. Um, <laughs> He's teasing. Yep. So anyways, Miss Heather Palermo is going to be joining us. She is now a new member of Paratalk Radio, and she is going to be our roaming news lady. She won't be roaming much, but uh, she'll be filling us in with some of the latest news that's been happening around the paranormal world or, you know, something interesting or weird that she finds on the internet, you know, so we're going to add that to our, our little fun time here. You really can't find us. Huh? There, there it you is. go. It just popped up after finally. Wow. Okay. So, so I'm going to say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hi, Heather. Hi, Timothy. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Eric. Hi, Robert. And it says that I have eight people. So I don't think I just said hi to, I don't think I just, and somebody's sound is still up. <laughs> Both of ours. It was off. But mine was didn't off. say anything. Yes, Robert, that was the ringtone for the news. Yes, it was. Oh, so Heather's Heather, I guess she's the she is the paranormal traveler. So that's how we're gonna introduce her as the paranormal traveler with the news. The paranormal news and weird news. I'm I'm really trying to I'm, I'm trying not to cry because the pain is so intense right now. Yeah, Cindy oh is having God. a she's she has a, a problem with her foot and she had to get a shot today and she's been in a lot of pain. I was so. literally contemplating whether or not I should come. The doctor said I have I'm supposed to stay off of my feet for the next two to three days. I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Because all parents can stay off their feet. <laughs> we, don't, oh. we don't actually have to chase kids or anything. Right. The power of Paratalk compels me to share the weird shit out there, says uh, Heather. Yay. So we love having you aboard, Heather. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heather. And Heather, I want to call you. So um, if you could message me, not to be able to call you tonight because I'm in, I'm in pain. <laughs> so go. I would like to talk to you though about the um what aliens and kilts. Uh no. About web hosting. Web hosting. <laughs> exactly. She said she's experienced with it. Yes. Um so tonight guys, even though it's our Christmas special and you won't hear from us for a couple weeks. Sad. <laughs> um we've got an excellent show for you planned. Um mm-hmm. we are going to be speaking with Mr. Jeremy uh, McCabe. I think I'm saying that right. It might be McCaw, but I think it's McKay. Um, from Naked and Afraid. Uh, the gentleman is awesome. And um, I've been chatting with him online and stuff, So, and I'm so happy that he's going to be joining us here tonight. Hasn't co- the heat hasn't come back on, has it? Not this one, but the one from out there. Oh, no, probably not yet. It's, it kicked off. <laughs> I, I can't keep looking at him, that hat. I mean, he is. I need to take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. Take a picture. And then we'll have a nice picture. Uh, Edna says, can I get some good vibes from my paranormal friends? Been in a lot of pain lately, issues with my hip. Going to get a referral to see ortho. Um, Timothy says, can I call in the show, LOL? Will you guys ever do a call-in show? Eventually we will. Um, uh, Brandon Pope says, Jeremy McKay is awesome. Yes, he is. He is an awesome guy. Um, I happen to be friends with Trent. Um, and from Melanie as well, and um, they're all my friends, and I think they're all great people, and they have cojones for everything that they did. 
Big cojones. Yes. Big cojones. For being on that show, because, ma, not me. Uh, Edna oh, says she's sending you good vibes, too. It. So vibes are being shared everywhere. Every time I hear it, it sounds like this. Uh, Kristen Holmes, I got a device from Dickfoot. Who's Dickfoot? You mean Bigfoot? Dickfoot. 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 He's a a dancer. (laughs) His foot is in the shape of a dick. Kenny McKay says Jeremy is pretty cool, but I'm partial. Well, that's probably because he's your brother. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming they got the same last name. Right. Or cousin. um, Diggler? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We could see Invisible John on the phone. What? You could? That's not good. You could not. That was awesome. Wait, what? I don't know how, but they could see Invisible John somehow. Right, how? I don't know. You were the one taking the photos. Right. But anyways. Um, <clears throat> I think they're full of malarkey. Malarkey. So anyways, hello, I'm, Stephanie. Um, so. I'm not as visible. Huga Huga, LOL. Hello? I want to meet someone from Naked and Afraid. I'm such a fan. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. That was Brandon Pope. Um, So, yes, Jeremy's going to be here. He'll be Uh, calling in soon, and we'll be having a great... Sorry. She's having a big O. Every time I move my foot. Every time she moves her foot, she has a big pain. So don't move your foot. I can't can't help it because it gets very... Crampy? painful. No, man. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. But if I look over and you're just crying, we're going to have to, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know what to do. cry with me. <laughs> I'll try not to whimper. Okay. Literally, when I had, when they, they took, they had to flex my foot, you know, and it's basically this bone except on my foot. Right. So they, he flexed, he had my foot flexed with one hand, and the other hand had the needle right in the bottom where it's been bothering me. In, it's. Hit the bone, and I literally said, "Oh fuck!" I mean, I'm sorry. And tears just started coming out of my face. It was it was so painful. My hat went limp. Whoa, oh, man! Oh, did mine? No. Cindy will oh, help you. Mine is starting to. I I got limp dick syndrome. Whoa. <laughs> we got some hat Viagra for you. All right, good, hat good, good, good. Hat Viagra. All right, so. Let's get back to the paranormal part of the show, whatever that is. Um, that would be your hat going limp. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Robert says your hat needs a uh, another blue pill. Yes, yeah, see? A little blue pill. A little blue pill. That's that right. All right, so <clears throat> I think what really interests me about having, um, other than Jeremy being a part of the Naked and Afraid and being one of those guys that's completed um, all of his little journeys with the, that show, um, according to Mel, because Mel's been on the show quite a few times, and Mel is one of our favorite people. Yes. Melanie is, is awesome. Melanie is um, She's going to be cooking dinner for Cindy someday. No. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, tarantulas and something else, I no, guess. But, I am not yeah. gonna no, no. Okay. Um, but anyway. You are. You are. <laughs> I'll try it if you try it. All right. All right. I will. Okay. We'll try it. <laughs> the hairy gonna, leg of a tarantula just scared me as I thought about well, getting it down in my chocolate mouth. chocolate or something? We'll talk to Jeremy well, about my, it. He would know. My um, ex-sister-in-law, Emma, uh, no, my ex-sister-in-law, Maggie. Maggie. Um, she had tarantulas. I raised tarantulas. In, she ate them out in the 
like Thailand or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's a delicatessen. Delicacy, not delicatessen. Holy crap, where's my mind? (laughs) You're hungry. Heather says that Cindy's hat is happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Well, you know, Robert says that we can make a pizza and put the spiders on the pizza and have like a... Oh, yum. Why not? Uh, like a tarantula pizza? Oh, my God. Like, I'm so... Visuals? Yeah. Pie. I, you know I'm a very yeah. visual... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, a little bit of hot, hot what, sauce, why not? Whatever takes my thoughts off of my foot, I'm fine with. Oh. Well, well, we'll find out from Jeremy. Because you want me to go get Fred? Fred. Who's Fred? Fred. Fred, the snake from upstairs? No. No, no. How, how how long is Fred? Almost six feet long. No. No, leave Fred upstairs. Yeah. One of, one of the longest <laughs> corn snakes ever. No. She's pretty. And no, you named her Fred. We, we we named her Fred before we knew it was a girl, and then we found out it was a girl, and that's still Fred. Okay. And my like, Fred Amina. I, I do like boys meet for girls. Hence, my daughter's name is Jessie, spelled with an E. Yeah, well, at least it's not Steve. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, because that, that would be that would be that would be really weird. Or or Chuck or Carl. Yeah, I mean, naming a pet uh, a a female a fem well a male pet with a female name is weird, but having like a female and naming it a male name is okay. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, naming it a saying. boy's name. For a girl? Because like my niece has a black cat, and they thought it was a gr- what thought it was a girl, and they named it Mavis. Oh, so it's a boy. It's a boy. That's lame. It's weird. It has an identity crisis. What? No, wait a minute. That's weird. But the snake can be called Fred. I don't get it. And it's so, a she. So, um, my girlfriend, when her kids were little, they had a black cat, and its name was Barney because they thought it was a boy. Like we went years determine. thinking it was a boy, and it was a girl. It was a girl, I guess. In the end, <laughs> mommy Barney had babies. <laughs> well, I I don't think Barney ever got. I think she she was fixed. But that's when they finally found out. And Jeremy, you're listening to this. What do you have to say? Hey, Jeremy. Always spade. How y'all doing? <laughs> We're good. How are How you? How y'all doing? Oh, I'm making it. Yeah. So, what do you think about our discussion with naming pets certain oh, things? Boy. Naming pets? Yeah, we're naming pets uh, uh, like girl girl pets with boys' names and boy pets with girls' names. I I think it's wrong. I, I think I'd name it a girl name if it's a girl. Yeah, <laughs> That's just me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So. Now, if I remember right, now my niece has a boy cat and named it a female name. If I remember right, so, so I don't know. I guess each their own. Yeah. <laughs> nice, John. Nice, John. So everybody, let's 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 welcome Jeremy McKay to the show. Uh, it's so nice to have you here finally, where we can talk and chat instead of just on Messenger. You know what I mean? That's it. Ah. I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Brandon Pope says Jeremy's real name is Edna. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet that's you, Pope. Edna. I'm actually going to see him a little bit. Who said that? 
Brandon Pope just said oh, that. Oh, God, that's hysterical. Mm. Yeah. Um, of course, Robert White has got to be a smartass, and he says, careful, you might trigger that activist who doesn't like things being gendered. <laughs> Did you just discuss my gender? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the whole thing on Facebook. They've been talking about Santa Claus should be genderless. Oh, my God. I'm not cutting Santa's dick off. Whoa. I, I get that. But <laughs> that's a presumption that Santa has one to cut off. Well, he had Santa babies. Santa baby. <laughs> <laughs> they even tried to ban that dance song. Listen, I just uh, I was watching Hallmark because I love Hallmark, mm-hmm. especially at Christmas. And um, so the the song that was on right before I left was Santa Baby. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it was remade by. Um, uh, I got. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> John's having too many fun things. Oh, my things God, what is the name? I just had it. It just flew out of my head. Avril Lavigne. Wow. Oh. Avril Lavigne and Johnny Blue. Oh, nice. It was good. I like it, but I love Avril, so. Right. Hmm. All right, Mr. Jeremy, let's get to the rat killing. Edna said my nickname in high school was George. I have no idea where the other kids <laughs> came up with it. George, so- George, Georgia of the Jungle. So um, you have not been on the show before, but you will find that we are very um, <laughs> ridiculous. Re- ridiculous. There you go. Uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, ADD-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We tend to go on tangents, and but what? we are a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we like to have a good time. We hope that relate relates to you. So... Um, Robert said, well, he must have one. He comes once a year. Yeah. Poor Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Claus. Wow. <laughs> but what did yeah, he blow? I, heard, I, seen something, I seen something on Facebook that it must be a man because they only come once a year, and he just screamed ho, ho, ho when he left. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is a man. Look, if he wants to be identified as a woman, I say Santa needs to come out with it. He needs to come out and identify himself as a woman. So everybody else trying to say they needs to be genderless, leave that up to him. Yeah. I don't think I could see Santa in drag. I don't think I'd want to see that. No. No. Eric said, why do you think think Mrs. Claus always has a smile on when Santa is around? (laughs) 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 That's right. Santa takes care of his wife. His ho ho hos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all right. That's let's get funny. let's get out of these comments for a little bit and let's chat with Jeremy. Um, so, we we already know, and and some people don't Ooh, know, I, but I'm just gonna. What's that? No, I. Somebody just brought up Christmas haunted houses, and so I want to talk about. Haunted houses in a little bit. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Um, we had uh, originally scheduled to be at the Parafest, and unfortunately, you're unable to come at this time, which is okay. No problems, no issues. Um, we just want to say we're that we're doing, sorry you're not going to be there. Doing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have made it up there to see y'all. I'm dealing with a lot of personal stuff right now. No, that's good. Yes. There's always next yeah. year, man. There's always that's next right. year. Elves. Elves. <laughs> elves. You got elves on the brain? Oh, that's what Heather just wrote. Elves, elves. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus, 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 focus. All right. So um, one of the reasons that I brought you on the show, though, and I really wanted you to be a part of all this is because of the mm-hmm. fact is Melanie kind of opened her mouth and told us a couple things about you. Yeah. So Uh-oh. I hope she's listening. She's like one of your best friends or something, isn't she? Oh, she is. She is. That woman is. I mean, she's literally like a sister to me. Awesome. Well, we love her here. She's yes. she's amazing, and she we we had we needed a, a guest one time, um, and I just sent her a message quick. I said, "Are you free?" Because our guest is not going to be here, and she popped right in, and she's just an amazing individual. And we love her. Mm-hmm. So, but she told us that you have some Rougarou stories. Hey, Nick. I don't know about Rougarou stories. Just some weird stuff. <laughs> just some weird stuff. Some weird stuff. Yeah. Well, well, a lot of that just took place in the Swamp episode. Oh, well, that's why we have you here is because we like the weird stuff. Yeah. We like it weird. You know, that, that couldn't every, be more. Everybody always asks me, you know, what it was, what did we see. Yeah. I honestly can't explain it. You know, that's it's hard for me to explain something like that. Hmm. But try. <laughs> but try. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so let's let's back up and let's start with you. Um, how, how did it happen that you came to Naked and Afraid? What happened? How did you get there? Oh man, that was back in. I think the show come out two thousand fourteen, and um, so I watched it. And then at the at the time, my wife was pregnant with our third child, and we oh. watched the episodes and stuff. I was in, enjoyed the episode. I mean, I was sitting there the whole time watching. I'm sitting there thinking, I can do that. I can do that. So I never. I can't so that do Towards that. the end of the show, the show ended, and I want to say it was August second. No, it wasn't August second. That's when my baby was born. But we were still in the hospital, so it was like Sunday after that. The show ended, the season did, and then it popped up, you know, if you want to apply to be on the next season of Naked and Afraid, go to MetalFlyersMedia.com. So I looked over at her and said, I'm going to sign up and do that. She looked at me. She said, you can do that, but I need you to wait. I said, why do you need me to wait? She said, because we just had this baby. I need things to settle down. And then you can go. I was like, fair enough. So I waited. And then she finally said, you can go ahead and apply for the show. Everything got settled in. You know, she back with the baby. Everything was doing good. She's back at work. So I applied to get on the show. And then it just went from there. They um, called me right back. We'd done um, a couple of interviews on the phone. Then we'd done a Skype interview. And then they flew me up to L.A., where we done a in-person interview, and then they sent me home, and I think that was in October of 2014. And I asked <laughs> myself, well, "Did I make it?" And oh, well, we don't know. We'll let you know when um you need to know. That's basically the way that went. And then we'll let you get you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically the way it goes with them. Um, you don't really find out nothing until you need to know about it. 
And then it was towards right after the first of the year, I started getting a couple more emails from them. And then they was just verifying, you know, if my time is freed up during these time, time frames here. And I said, yes. And then the next thing you know, I got an email from them welcoming to the show. Nice. Signed my contract. And then um, I took out towards the end of March and flew to the Philippines. And that's wow. where I met Cassidy at. Wow. I was going to ask you what you know because we found out through Trent and through Melanie that they don't give you know you, you don't do it for money or for a prize or anything. But I have to I, I don't know if this Brandon Pope is a friend of yours, but he just said he did it for a Klondike bar. Yes. <laughs> Klondike. Oh, <laughs> and Brandon, you, you leave it to Pope to say anything. You, you never know what he's going to say. Well, he also said that he said. Come on, we're gonna go up to New York next year. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Oh, so he's gonna he's gonna bring him with him, huh? He's gonna. So I, I guess, guess Pope's so, coming with so. you next year. It, it's looking that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have somebody that just tells you what you're gonna do, right? I Make know. Your you know Pope, he's trying to keep me in line on everything right there. And you know, Pope was from the TV show. That's where they threw him off in a cave. Yeah, you know, he spent. I Jeez. think. Uh, don't don't get me quoting every single thing. I might be wrong. Pope, Pope can probably verify it better than me. But I think you end up spending like three three days and three nights in a cave, and you got to find your way out. Jesus. And there was a group of them that went and done it in total darkness. They had nothing, no light, no nothing. They literally just felt around what? with your hands and. No. Uh, no, no way. way. No way. Thank you. No. 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 So, I mean, you, you don't even know where your food is coming from. You don't know where water is. So that, yeah, that's that's hope. The one, that, the one is telling me for a Klondike bar. Yeah. Well, he just Brandon did come back with a comment. He says, "My one survival item would just be a picture of Jeremy McCaw or McKay." <laughs> How do you say your last name? Yeah. You last name? Is it McKay or McCaw? It's McKay. It's McKay. McKay. Good. Okay. All right. I've been Good. called many things, though, so it's not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Just um, don't call me late for dinner. No, uh, Penny, won't be that. Penny <laughs> Reisman said, you don't get paid on Naked and Afraid? No, they do not. They do not get a reward for that. Just well, the bragging they, rights, right? Well, they have to get paid for being on TV, so they would have to get the... I don't think from, that's true. I think you guys sign a contract, right? We we do sign a contract, and then there is a small payment that's done for appearance on TV. Oh, now, okay. so when right. I tell you small, you're not doing this for money. I can assure you. Okay. Yeah. So but anybody that thinks you're fixing yeah. to land a big check, you're wrong. But you're basically just you get compensate a little money for your being appearance on TV. Right. Wow. And see, that kind of sucks because, you know, with, like Trent was telling us that his feet rotted and he had all these oh God, problems yeah. with his his uh, physical appearance and this. stuff afterwards. And it's like, for that little bit of money, it just isn't worth it, right? Is anybody else having problems with face? It, if you're doing it for the money, then no, it's not worth it. <laughs> but, I mean, because I'm telling you, people, they lose teeth, people have lost hair. Uh, I think yeah, Trent, I think he had malaria, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, he filmed and, in the, yeah. And didn't he say that he was bit all up to hell and he was 
Yeah, yeah. So was Melanie. They both said yeah. that they got bit up from insects. Oh yeah. And... Ugh. Hell, I got bit on the balls by a spider. Whoa! I mean, oh you just... my God. Yeah. So I mean, you're like I told you, you're not doing it for money. <laughs> wow. Nope. 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 This nope, is nope. what my Facebook is doing. Have you updated your app, dear? I just had it. Oh, that's John. Oh. All right. Um, well, Melanie was telling us now you were her partner at one time, correct? Yeah, I was a partner out in the swamp. When I went and filmed the swamp episode, it was uh, me and a young lady named Michelle. Oh, okay. And then, um, I think it was on day three, Michelle tapped. And then I was left out there alone. And I had no idea Melanie was coming. And I think it was day, well, actually it was, it was day five. I'm sitting up there on by my tree, like you've seen me on the show. <clears throat> Next thing I know, I hear Melanie coming in the distance. You can't miss my partner, Mel. She's not going <laughs> to sneak up on nothing. <laughs> I mean, the damn mosquitoes were tearing her up. So there mm-hmm. she was. She was coming. So, I mean, I looked up and seen Mel and. That's when she made it with me on, that was my day five, which put it on her day one, and that's how I ended up going 25 days in the swamp. Wow. I ended up staying for her her total 21 days. Right. Now, did did you all, um, were you there when she was eating the spiders and all that stuff? Did you eat the same thing, I mean? Hmm. Was that in uh, Africa? That could have been the second oh, time. Oh, that could have been gone. the second time. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, what did yeah, that, I what did that you was in Africa. Okay. So, on what did you eat in the swamp? What did you like? First of all, what mm-hmm. did you bring with you? I know you get to bring an item. What did you bring? In the swamp, I was given uh, my machete. And okay. And Michelle was given a fire starter, and then we had a pot for a bonus item. So when Melanie came, she didn't get to bring anything. She had to use what me and Michelle had. Oh, okay. So she basically picked up with the fire starter. Hmm. Okay. And then in Africa, I had a paracord and then my machete. And then also in the Philippines, the first episode, I had snare wire. And then Cassidy had the machete. What was the first thing? Snare wire? Snare okay. wire. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. I love the snare. And that's... Yeah, because, wait, wasn't it them? It, they Weren't they talking about Jeremy that brought cool things with them? Yeah. I mean, you're you're able to bring one thing. Yeah. What the hell was it that... I can't remember what they brought. Was it Trent that said that he brought it? I thought... It yeah. was a hammock. Right, it was a hammock, and he used the rope from the hammock, right. and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was Trent on his own twenty-one day episode. <clears throat> right. Mm. The Africa episode that me and Trent done, he brought the boat. He brought what? And then you also get he brought his bow and arrow. Oh, bow oh. and arrow. So on like the forty-day episode, you each get your cutting tool, and then your one item. You're like I had paracord and my machete. Trent had his machete and then um, he had uh, his bow and arrow. And then mm-hmm. Gary nice. had his knife 
and a fire starter. And then each oh. team of three gets a pot. Oh, good. Uh, Heather was saying on here, she felt so bad for, for Jeremy in Africa. He was so sick. Nah, that mm. was rough. Yeah. That all you end up, what it you was uh, night one. It was on um, Tambooty Wood that got burned on night one. Who? It was uh, the Tambooty Wood. When you burn it, it releases a yep. toxin. And oh. then I breathed it in all night long, though. The wind was blowing it towards me when we were sleeping, so I held it all night long, which is basically just a toxin. Wow. Oh, my God. So what so did, what, what happened? It just sent me and just a, I just, nothing stayed down. I was vomiting, uh, couldn't drink water, couldn't eat anything. I mean, it was just anything went down. I remember one time I was sitting there just talking to Trent and just barely could get like a symbol of water in my mouth. And not have it come up. Oh, oh I mean, my it just God. completely nauseates you. And that's, like I said, that happened right there, just right after night one. I mean, it's just like everything in Africa was just stacked against me. Wow. Now you were on, so you've done three, right? I've been on three episodes, yep. All right, Lord so the first mercy. one was, let's see if we get this right. The first one was the 21 days, correct? That's 21 days with Cassie episode, and then another 21 days in the swamp, and then the 40 day in Africa. And you oh you God. actually completed all three? No, uh, I didn't complete all three. You did not? No. I completed um, the swamp episode, the one that I went 25 days on. Mm-hmm. Philippines, the area that we was in, that entire island was dry. And a lot of it was based on that they thought there was going to be a water source in the ground. Well, it was during the dry season in the Philippines, and the tide was steadily dropping, which kept dropping the water source. That was the episode that I dug down. I mean, we literally dug seven-foot hole in the ground using a pot, and we was able to get a little bit of water until the well went dry. Oh, my goodness. And Cassie actually, it went... We was down to like the last three days of the episode, or the last three days we was there. <clears throat> we was down to like a coconut that we was just, we was sharing and split. Well, the problem with coconut is that you drank so many of them, it basically turned into a laxative. Mm, right. And then you got the diarrhea, which dehydrates you even more. And then we right. had a few banana trees that was on the island. We used them up for a water source, because you can take a banana tree, you can cut it down to a stump, and then you hollow the inside of the banana tree out, the stump, and then it filters water out of the ground. Well, I'd do it for a couple of days. That was our source of water till that well went dry. Oh, my God. So when the well went dry, we lost our banana plants that we were getting, or banana trees that we were getting our water from. We lost that. So, I mean, it was just mm. down to the fact that physically our body was just completely dehydrated. Cassie ended up spending... I want to say it was five days in a hospital on an island in the Philippines. Uh, they told her, the doctors told her another 24 hours or vital or some of her major organs were going to start shutting down. I know she took, I want to say it was nine bags of fluid before she was even able to pee. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know if you ever had an IV hooked to you. I had one hooked gotcha. to me after the swamp episode, and one bag had me going to the bathroom. 
She done nine mm-hmm. before she was even able to go to the bathroom the first time. Oh my Could you God. imagine what you would feel like, you know, like your body would just be like, okay, fuck you, I'm shutting down. Basically, you have no That's, control because, yeah. believe it or not, your your body just takes over. How long, how long did she not pee for before she went to the hospital? Because that's scary. Yeah, it is a long time. I, re- I couldn't is. honestly tell you that. I know the last night that we was in the, after we, we left the, the island, we went back to the resort. I was up with her. It was real early in the morning. I mean, it's probably 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And she was just vomiting, just can't, couldn't stop vomiting anything that was on her stomach. Oh, my she God. She was losing wow. it all. And then I think it's around 6 o'clock, they rushed me out of there and sent me to an airplane and sent me home to L.A. And then when I finally landed in L.A., which was probably a good 16, 17 hours of flight, I had an email from Cassidy that she was in an emergency room on some little makeshift hospital on an island. Oh, my wow. God. That's where she was at. Jeez. I mean, you guys really took a toll on your bodies for this, this show. I mean, Charlie, oh, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. Yeah, that's why we I, say you guys have cojones, because it's right. like, you know, we don't, uh, we've gone through this. So we, we both sit here and look at each other and go, no way in hell. No way. Could I do that? No. Yeah. I, I'm 300 pounds. Could you imagine me without eating for four days? <laughs> I'd be looking at you, Cindy, like a turkey or a banana going, your ass is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was out there, you know, I thought one of my main challenges was going to be the food. Because like you said, call me anything but late for dinner, that's me. I'm going right. to eat on a clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have three big meals a day. It's going to happen at a certain time every single day. So everybody just knew that my problem was going to be food. Once right. you get out there, at least for me, food wasn't an op- a, really an issue. And that was not an issue with me. Because um, you know that in your mind, you know you're not fixing to run down a Burger King or go get you a big steak or something, that's out of the question. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, you don't even really think about it that much. I mean, you immediately, water is an issue. Same way when it was in Africa. I mean, with the temps during the daytime and that scorching hot sun, and the, I mean, it literally just burns your feet. Mm, you want water. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, play, I mean, I watched several issues, or issues, um, episodes of it, and like, because my niece is a big fan of Naked and Afraid, and we I don't know mm-hmm. who it was, but there was certain places where they set people down, it's like, you couldn't even walk because the thorns would get in the bottom of your right, feet. Right, I remember that. And so, you know, people made shift different type of shoes, mm-hmm. or they, you know, I just, I couldn't imagine. <clears throat> I just couldn't imagine. Making shoes. <clears throat> I think even Trent, I know when he was out there, he was battling trying to make shoes out of an Apollo hide. Yes, I remember he said that. Yeah. That's just yeah. crazy. Well, we have to tell you that you have a, uh, this guy has a lot of admiration for you. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Pope, he, he was like 25 yeah, days 
Naked in the Swamp of Louisiana is definitely bragging rights. I'd take Jeremy over anyone any day in a survival situation. His mental toughness is through the roof. That's crazy, yeah. Brandon's a good guy. I love him. Well, apparently he loves you, too. uh, We're good friends. You know, that's one thing I love about the show, you know, is that you get to meet people. And that's how I ended up meeting Brandon Pope, is um, basically through Discovery Channel. And Uh then just to find out, he didn't live that far from me. So, I mean, next thing you know, we're, we're friends, doing some hikes together. And then uh, Brandon Dix, he's another one that's up up in Arkansas, up in Jonesboro, which he was on the show. So, I mean, we all, several of us went. A young lady named Leah from the show, we all done a hike together back in September. We went and hiked Eagle Rock Loop. Yeah, Leah. Uh, Leah Chandler. Yep, Chandler, yeah. that's right, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, she was the young lady that had a log dropped on her shoulder. In her first episode oh. there. Yeah, she was only like 21 or 20 years old, I think. She was young. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's no. young. She's 20, 24 now. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, um, I'd be over it. Nope, nope, nope. You want to read that question? Which one? There's a question from Helen. Oh, Helen, does he have any effects from his ordeal now? Like, do you have anything that has stayed with you from this? From these? No, um, nothing. I mean, everything, all my issues kind of resolve themselves over a course of time. Um, when I come back from the swamp, back from the swamp I, I had something going on with my right side of my body. And mm. the doctors basically just said it was from laying on the ground, sleeping for 25 days. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> all I know is it started on the right side. This was after I come back. I've been back for a couple of days, and I was um, at my deer camp, and then I started feeling like something going on right around my neck. And then it just mm. went down my arm and then further up my up towards my head, going up further in my neck. And I was dealing with that. So I went ahead and went into the emergency room and checked myself in there. And then um, that's when they ended up putting, putting me on IV fluids and just running tests and stuff. But we couldn't ever find anything. Uh, I have another question for you. Um, let's let's talk about your um, like the weird stuff that happened, you know, out there for you. And your um, was there more than like in each episode? I'm guessing like with Melanie because she did too. There was, I mean, she was telling us about some of the strange things that would happen at night, and uh, um, even Trent did, you know. Yeah, and um, the swamp episode. It's um, I know some people think I'm crazy, but I'll just tell you what I seen, and people can just decide whatever it was on their own. Okay. It was um. I was alone out there that night. This was after Michelle done tapped out. Mm-hmm. And I remember how you couldn't sleep. I mean, the mosquitoes were just horrible. The only time you could really try to catch a little bit of sleep was actually during the daytime. You could just kind of up there on the bank, you get kind of get out of the mosquitoes during the daytime, the middle of the day, and you 
catch you a little bit of sleep and try to rest some. That was it. During the nighttime, you just kept the fire going, kept the smoke going, and fought the mosquitoes constantly. And then um, it was probably night. It was either night three or night four. I was laying in the A-frame of that shelter, and I didn't tell nobody none of this. I didn't tell the crew. Well, I was the only person that was out there with me. It was just the crew during the daytime. I didn't tell them of it. But I was sitting there. I eased out of my shelter, and I was putting some logs on my fire. And then I looked just right to my right. And what to me, the only way I can describe it, looked like a floating torso. That was it. No legs, really no arms, and no head. That's really all it was. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I didn't tell nobody what? about it. Melanie shows up out there on night five, and then she immediately, that's what she told me, was, uh, look, I done slept. I've had good nights of sleep. You've been out here doing it. Why don't you just sleep tonight? I said, all right, I'll take you up on that in a heartbeat. So I ended up going to sleep that night, and she kept the fire going. She stayed up literally all night with the fire. And then the next morning, that's when um, she told me that she wanted to talk to me about something that she seen. And then she started telling me about it. And I told her, I said, look, I believe you. This is what I seen. So we basically saw about the same stuff. And then <laughs> it was several, several days and nights on into it is whenever she caught it on camera. Now, what you've seen on on the show is what she caught on camera. And I know for a fact the crew was not around us. The crew leaves at night. They yeah. were right. not there. I had a area that been cleared out where I've been cutting down trees, and it was just and it was right on the riverbank. And then, um, so we, uh, I, she was sitting there. What I thought. I heard was basically a, um, I thought it was like an armadillo. I heard what sounded to me like leaves was rustling mm-hmm. off to the side over there. I didn't really pay no attention to it much. And then she took her camera and spun her camera over. And when she turned her camera onto it, that's when she really started freaking out. But the infrared <laughs> on that camera, the night vision on it, is when she could see what was there. Now, if it was a person standing there or a person walking, I can assure you that I would have seen it. It, Mm Because even though it was dark, you still have moonlight out. I'm telling you, this is a cleared area on the bank that we done cut down basically every tree that we've been using for firewood or for the shelter. So I could easily see if somebody was there. And it wasn't probably about 15, 20 feet. Now, we heard prior to this, up all the time that seemed like it was circling around us. Hmm. I don't know if that's what was circling us. I know there was a they um there was a a type of cat that was out there like a panther. Ooh, Lord. In them woods also. And then um now he got real close to the um I don't know how close he got to us, but I know he actually got real close to the to the crew. Now, the crew has a station set up where when they come in from the bank sitting there filming, 
they can um, come up, sit there, and watch us and everything. In other words, when the crew, what the, you have like a the station set for the crew. They'll come up during the daytime, early mornings. That's where they'll come up at. And that's kind of like their little area that they'll hang out at, and they'll walk in towards you. They don't hang out real close to you. And then that's where whatever that cat was, the tracks was circling around their count. Now they carry carry guns, though. When they do that, not the crew, but they actually have somebody with with a gun, right, with them. Yeah, I mean there are people like in the after episodes and stuff. There was um, there was people out there. You had ranger station with guns, and then um, out there, I say it was one person out there that did have a gun. I remember right. Well, I would think they would, considering, you know, you guys mm-hmm. are put in definitely in, in some dangerous situations, so somebody has to have, right. you know, a gun or something, you know, but I don't I don't know. I mean, that's that's definitely a situation I would not want to be in. Hell no. You know, I mean, we saw some, well, I know myself, when I watched the show, there was where they showed uh, the cat actually stalking the campsite. Mm. You saw the eyes of the animal and stuff like that. So Yeah, that show was so scary. My I remember when my son they're like they saw the commercial for they were watching and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> and I said, "It's called Naked and Afraid." They're like, "What? They're naked?" <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. Yeah, that's what a lot of people wonder. You know, if we're really How naked, can... we're really naked. Yeah, yeah no. And, and then you know, you got people like, Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then you have some people that question that what we go through is real out there. I mean, it is. I mean, nobody's out there sneaking us food. We're not out there eating. We don't take breaks. The injuries that happen, they actually happen. I mean, there's people that's got stitches. Um, broken broken limbs. I got limbs. bit on the testicles. Yeah. Mm. Um, Trent had malaria. Melanie yeah, battled I, her issues. That yeah, little girl no, I was telling you about, she took a log to the shoulder. Mm. Um, the list just goes on and on with people getting hurt. But yeah. I mean, so the show say, is real. What do you say to people that say you're nuts? You're crazy. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, that was easy. <laughs> I, I am. I mean, you know, when I went, I'll never forget, you had to take like this, meet with a psychologist and stuff. I mean, because you go through a lot of tests and it's uh, physicals. Uh, they do um, medical stuff on you. Just make sure you're healthy and everything. You meet with a psychiatrist, make sure you're right in the head. And I remember sitting there talking to the psychiatrist and we finished everything up. And he asked me a ton of questions. And then after it was done, I asked him, I said, well, am I crazy? He said, yeah, you're crazy. He said, but I will <laughs> say it's the good kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. I think every one of us that does the show, we we definitely a little, I don't know. We're crazy for doing something like that, but we all have that side of us that loves adventure. Right, right. right. Now, uh, Heather asked a question. She says, do you know of anyone that has uh... – hooked up from that show um, as in because they had to stay warm and stuff do you know if any of them actually hooked up 
I can't answer that for everybody, but I know on the episodes that I've been on that the women that I've been with, I haven't hooked up with any of them. Okay. I mean, it was basically if we cuddled, it was forewarned. It was for nothing else. Right. I think it was Trent that told us. He goes, yeah, my wife gave me permission to go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And mine gave me permission at the start. And then, I don't know, she wasn't too crazy about it after it all happened. (laughs) Right, right. I don't know. Does the show pay for all the medical bills and all that stuff? You're not left with any bills afterwards, correct? No, you're not. I know um, on mine that, I mean, I I had insurance and stuff at the time, so I just went up there and used my own insurance. I just took care of mine. I wasn't going to jump through their hurdles. Because you got to fill out, like, another form and everything, and I don't know. i just keeping things real simple. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that's probably the right way to go, but at the same time, you know, I, I think if a sh- you're going to be on a show and um, they should be taking care of yeah, I the think stuff so like that, they should Without definitely. making you jump through hoops. Well, yeah, what we- yeah, because, you're, you know, you're doing this to just for bragging rights, more or less. You're not really getting paid, paid to do this. It's not getting a big check at the end so right. if you're going to do it then they should pay for you know things that happen or whatever yeah they can't it's an insurance thing well, well i'm sure it is. Be, they'd be expected. oh they do i mean they don't just cut you loose they, and you own your own when you come home i mean they're not like that that's good it's well, just me when i say jumping through hurdles i don't like complications Right. You know, just having to fill out another form to me is just you know what whatever look here's my insurance card File it on me. I'll pay my deductible and I'll go on about my business. But they did not tell me to do that. I mean, they even sent me the form and everything, and you know, to fill it out. It's probably like I'm going simple. to a hospital. Yeah, 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 maybe. All right, you know what, Jeremy? We have to take a break. We have to do our uh, new little segment here. So hang tight. Uh, we'll be right back to you. Um, Robert White, I'm going to say this just before commercial break. He says, I'm sure that would be a great tale about how he got nibbled on the nuts. Explain that to the hospital. So we're going to take a break. (laughs) We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Flashlight recorder and comfortable shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation written by Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, The work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. All right. Oh, there we go. (laughs) I don't hear it. There we go. All right, so we are waiting for Miss Heather to call here. She should be calling in just a second. We're going to give you the news. Yeah, that's, you know, where did she go? Come on, Miss Heather. Give us a call. Call me. Yeah. There she is. All right, so it's it's time for the news. Paranormal news, weird news with Miss Heather. Palermo, so we're going to turn things over to her and see what she's got to say. Hey, Heather. Hey, guys. 
Well, I've got a little bit of weirdness for you. We're talking, we're going to start out with something, everybody's favorite topic, politics. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) What? Politics? Yeah, politics. (laughs) Apparently, it comes out that the uh, um, Republican Florida um, councilwoman is running um, for the 27th Congressional District. What makes her so interesting is that 12 years ago she was um, taken aboard a spaceship by blonde aliens that all looked like they were, they resembled Christ the Redeemer statues. Oh, she's going to get picked. She's going to. Well, because she believed in, because she believes she was abducted by aliens. She's totally going to get Well, <laughs> she's not going <laughs> Well, everybody that's standing behind her is, um, Actually, uh, there's a huge bunch in Florida that are standing behind her, and they're saying that the reason why is because she's not crazy. Okay. Oh, nice. She's not crazy. Okay. Blonde aliens. She's not crazy. Blonde aliens. I love it. I could be part of them. She she went aboard a little round... um, A little round vehicle, and they all look like Christ the Redeemer. Okay. That's very interesting. (laughs) So, (laughs) moving on. Um, We also have another woman that, uh, and this is this is pretty pretty new. We've we've talked about people having sex with ghosts and whatnot in the past. Um, well, there's a woman who claims that she has had uh, sex with 20 ghosts, and um, it wasn't until her first experience when she was actually caught having sex with her very first ghost by her husband that she decided she was she was completely done with the human, human? kind and yep, okay. and was just moving on the ghosts. So um, she's currently investigating how she can be impregnated by one. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's nuts. Ghostly sperm. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. She just, All right. She, so I have one. She's watched Twilight way too many times. <laughs> it's called practicing. Practice, there you go. Hey, geez, honey, you know, I can't handle your... your 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 real your dick. real dick. Now I want something ghostly. I want something you know. They're lower maintenance. There's less cleanup. You don't have to feed them. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. That's absolutely true. Right. Yeah. She says she's going to keep going until she finds the right one, and yeah. one that can not only knock her socks off, but one that she could raise a family with. Oh, the battery, <laughs> the battery powered one. The battery powered kind. It's called a basting. A baster. <laughs> baster. Oh. Baster. No. Oh, my goodness. Baster. All right, what you got? What else you got there, Miss Heather? All right. All right. You so, no, because, we've been, <laughs> because we've been talking about um, machines like the um, uh, like the ghost box. Yep. Um, yeah. 
and a lot of things that are out there. Um, this this one story kind of uh, I, I figured this would be perfect. There's a um, there's a company that's come out in Singapore um, that has created a device that actually is um, it's uh, considered a ghost repellent. <laughs> a ghost repellent. A ghost repellent. Um, Everybody whenever a ghost repellent. whenever an entity gets um, near the vicinity, it will send off a wave killer like blast um, that will uh, apparently fry the ghost and you no longer have to worry about ghosts in your home again. Okay. (laughs) We don't know what they're made of, but we can kill them. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Okay. Is it like in a bottle? <laughs> Let's spray. Hey, honey, I'm spraying you like ghost repellent, you know. <laughs> Is it something like mosquito things? You can get those little bracelets yeah. now. It has this smell on the bracelets. Right. So it's, 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 it's the next form of Fitbit. <laughs> Ghosty bit. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. Ghosty bits. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to throw one in there. Remember we did the story on the lady that married the pirate? Yes. Mm-hmm. The uh, ghost of the pirate. They're now in the middle of a divorce. What? Yes. It's now, yes, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible divorce. Um, the judge is all confused because he can't see the plaintiff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's God. so funny. Yeah. So. Arg, I just want to know who's going to walk the plank on that one. Ah, funny, funny, mm. funny, funny. That's so funny. All right, Heather, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to see you every Monday what? now at 9 o'clock. What? I, what? I was what? thinking I could get that repellent for my daughter. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Because she just, she just moved into the church hall. Oh. And she was there. We moved her in yesterday. Mm-hmm. She uh, was there for and not very long after we left. There's a big ballroom, and then um, her, their apartment is in the back of the building. And she was in the ballroom by herself. The lights were on, and all of a sudden, she hears footsteps. Nice. In the same building she is with the lights on, and the footsteps are over near the windows, <laughs> which is on the other side of the, of the room. And then she hears a woman talking to her. Nice. She screamed for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Then, I will give you the information for this company. Perfect. <laughs> my my daughter said she was she was scared because she's EJ said, "Listen, I am not doing any of this right now. We just moved all of this. I'm not doing any of this unpacking business right now." She's like, "You're either coming with me now," and he starts walking toward the door, "or you're staying in here by yourself." She's like, "I'm coming with you," and she starts running. <laughs> so then they're in the apartment, and AJ shuts the door. And literally, she's in the kitchen where the door is. And she hears something. And she said, it sound, sounded like a maniacal voice. She looks over and the door is open <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so she's freaking out. So that's what I was telling you about haunted places. Yeah, so yeah. I guess so I guess we need that repellent. Yeah. Your daughter does. Yes. Wow. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Yes. All right, Heather. So we can't Thank wait you, to hear Heather. what you're going to have for us in a couple Mondays. Yes. 
there there wasn't a little kid running around going red rum, red rum, was there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> All right, she's good then. <laughs> yeah, All right. right, perfect. Okay, thank right, you. Bye bye. 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 On February 23rd and 24th, the 5th Annual Rochester Winter Parafest makes its way to the Valley Oak Event Center in Geneseo, New York. This year, they're raising funds for Operation Buildup, a 5013C nonprofit organization that helps our veterans with vehicles and more. You get the chance to meet and greet those from the hit television shows such as Naked and Afraid, Ghosts of Shepherdstown, A Haunting, Paranormal Survivor, and more. This two-day event will have vendors selling products such as the metaphysical, horror, paranormal, the unusual, products not so supernatural such as books, Lulero, paparazzi, essential oils, and more. You can even come in and get yourself a psychic reading. So for $15 per day or $20 for the full weekend pack, you can check out all the vendors, meet some TV celebrities, and maybe even gain a little knowledge of the paranormal. So February 23rd and 24th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. The Rochester Winter Prayer Fest 5th <laughs> Annual Event, Bailey Oak Event Center, Geneseo, New York, at 585-243-0500. And tickets are available online at TicketLeap.com and Eventbrite.com. All right, we are back. I want to thank Heather again for joining us here with the Paranormal Weird News. <laughs> That's yeah. the that's the first the first of many that we we're gonna have with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, Jeremy, we are back with you, Mister. We are uh, talking about naked and afraid, and I've got glowing nose on. If anybody can see it, I have a Rudolph the red nose on. It's blinking, <laughs> and my elf hat. And uh, you know, we are celebrating our little Christmas Yuli thing today with our show. Um, so let's let's. What do you know about the Rougarou? I'm sure you've heard stories. Yeah, I've heard stories of it. It's pretty much a big thing down in Louisiana. It's basically the the legend of it being like a shapeshifter. Hmm. That's pretty much the way I've been told about the Rougarou. It can take different types of shapes. And most of it is like a werewolf form. And that was some of the stuff. You had some people saying it was the Rougarou out there. I had people saying it was KKK out there. Um, Lord have mercy. I had people tell me it was a ghost. And, you know, and I don't know what it was. You know, I can't explain it. It's just, to me, one of them things that you can't explain. It's mm. probably a good thing that one of my items wasn't a gun. Because I'm a southern boy. Something out there was trying to scare the hell out of me. And I probably would have ground checked it. Yeah. Or at least tempted to ground check it. So if it would have been a Bigfoot or a Rougarou, it would it probably would have got a hole in it. Yeah. That sounds well, about right. Well, you know, we, we heard that you are the survivalist of survivalists. That everybody loves you and thinks you're like the top dog. And um, so, believe me, if if there was something like that out there, we would want you on our side. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, so crazy, too. I know out there, 
I was telling Melanie to stop filming it. Quit filming it. That's the only thing I kept telling her. Whatever it is, probably don't want to be filmed. And she would not get the damn camera off of it. And I was begging her to take it off of it. I took my camera and I spun it around on me because I figured something's fixing to drag my ass out through the woods. I'm going to catch it on camera. <laughs> so that was my whole logic on having the camera on me. And I kept telling Melanie to take the camera off of it. Well, she wouldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, all the cameras on set went down for mine. You had, I believe that's called an IR camera. That's a stationary yep. camera outside the shelter that nobody yep. runs. It's an automatic camera just tied in with some battery. And it sits there and it just films us in the shelter at night. Because like I told you, there's not a film crew there during the right. nighttime. And then mm-hmm. there's a camera inside the shelter filming us when we're sleeping. And then her camera. Well, these cameras shut down. My camera hmm. was the one that wasn't working. And, I mean, my camera was the one that was working. The rest of them went off. And then there's a medic tent somewhere out there when you're filming that has a PA, a PA in it, which is a production assistant and a uh, medic that stays out there at nighttime just in case something bad happens. So with the cameras down, the PA come in to try to get the cameras back up and running, which didn't make sense to them because it was fully charged batteries. I was 100% convinced that whatever was on that camera was not going to be on that camera when they finally got it up and running. Well, they finally got the camera up and running, and the medic that come out with the PA refused for them to, look, we're not going to watch that. I don't want to see it. You're not going to watch it. You can let the production, when they come out in the morning, they can view it. And that's when they come out to view it the next morning when the production got there. And then wow. it just literally blew their mind. We was all sitting around. They was going through the SD card fast forwarding to it till they come to the to that part that we filmed that had that faith in it. And it blew everybody's mind. And then um they ended up setting up GoPros, game cameras, everything around us for the remainder of the time we was out there trying to catch another footage of it, which we never did. That was the last footage that we had of it. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, to I have would, we know how things fail. I mean, especially mechanic. Well, you know, like the cameras and right stuff, now. obviously right now. Yeah, because we we're having some technical difficulties. It looks like our our our, our cameras actually just went down. He said, um, "No meow." Uh, Ren said, "No meow." I said, "Can you see us still?" He said, "No meow." I'm still seeing the end of the live vid, and that was not live. Okay, so, so I'm gonna something check. Something just happened. All right, so I'm gonna check something. So everybody, hang tight. No, it said the video ended. That's what Eric said. You're still on this camera here. I mean, it's behind what y'all are saying, though. So we're still live there. I don't know. Eric and Lauren Wren said that we're not. It said it started. It's, it's a no. No, it said the video ended. You have to start a new one. Yeah, it is behind. So you'll it's so there's a lag between us being live and it 
So it should end for you soon, too, then. Yeah, it kicked me off, and then I couldn't, I haven't been able to find it. Really? That's so weird. Yeah, that is very strange. So I'm just going to restart a new one. Mm-hmm. Sorry about this, Jeremy. Yeah. It's your Rougarou doing it, Jeremy. Not Jeremy. <laughs> what? I told y'all I don't want to be filmed or discussed, but here we are talking about it. Yeah, see, now it, it, it totally got it, doing it to us now, Jeremy. Thanks so much. We just don't want him to go back to you. <laughs> we have actually a lot of weird stuff that happens around here while we're doing this show. Okay, I think we got it back up again, right? Yeah, I just heard it feedback. Let's try this. Yep, so we should be good now. That was definitely strange. Mm Mm-hmm. People have said uh, that, okay. People have said that we have got to go through this building because there are things happening all the time here. Oh with yeah, us. yeah, yeah. We're constantly having some problems. So is it okay? Now I got it up. So it's not you, Jeremy. It's not the Rougarou. It's something else. <laughs> something here with us. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Can you can you silence it on your end, Jeremy? Ma'am. <laughs> can can you hear us all right? Ma'am, uh, yes, I hear you fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. Good, good, good. All right, so we are back. It looks like uh Facebook uh froze. We don't know what happened or why, but it froze and then uh we just restarted it for the second time. Mm-hmm. So we can get back to this. And and Jeremy was discussing the fact that um, we were talking about the cameras going down um, when they're filming Naked and Afraid. There's always two cameras um, on them, one outside right. the building, that they're the hut that they're in, and then one inside. And he was saying that uh, the cameras all went down, and they found that that was pretty weird. So did did the crew actually come in and check like connections and stuff that that day and see if maybe that's what the problem was? No, it wasn't connections because like Melanie's camera was battery operated. It was a handheld camera. Right. And the battery was fully charged on it. Hmm. I mean, it didn't have a connection issue. Now like the R camera or AR. It's hooked up to a battery pack that's ran by uh, ran through cables and stuff to a battery pack that's sitting at the base of it, and oh. all of that was fine connected. It just powered down. 
That's weird. I mean, they say, I mean, the, one of the things in the paranormal field is that they say that uh, spirits or entities mm-hmm. or something of not this, you know, not this world basically can drink batteries and, and make electrical equipment and stuff like that falter. Right. So you never know. I mean, you, this is, you were talking about you were in Africa here or, or Louisiana in this one where the stuff went down. That was Louisiana when all that went down. Africa. Yeah. I had other issues out there. Really? Like what kind of issues? I mean, Africa was just, like I said, it was just hell from the beginning. I mean, it was, like I told you, on night one, getting sick. Mm, And then I tried, the worst thing you want to do is leave your partner. Right, I mean, just the thought of leaving Trent, Trent and Gary was just tearing me up. I mean, I tried my best to sit there and be there with them, contribute as much as I could from fishing or helping Trent hunt. And then, um, but I mean, it just finally it just got down. Just physically, my body was just, I don't know, it was spent between, especially after the spider bite. I mean, that mm. pretty much done the end right there. I mean, you know, the way I seen it with the spider bite, you know, if it had been like a toad, I got ten of them. I don't care if I lose one. Right, uh, right. If I lost a finger, I don't care. I got ten of them. I even got blinded. <laughs> I lost vision, temporary blindness in one of my eyes when I was in Africa. Oh, my it God. still didn't bother me with that. That come from a, t- a poisonous toad frog. There's a lot of stuff that you don't make, that, that doesn't make the cut that you don't see on the episode. Right. And all of that was fine. It's just when I got bit on my balls, you know, and then not knowing what type of spider it was. And then in Louisiana, we got the brown recluse, which basically it creates a rotten spot. And yeah, the brown recluse. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, kind of going a little more detail of that. That happened when I was sleeping that night. And then I woke up the next morning. I'm sitting down there by this pond where you see me and, me and Trent fish this pond almost every day. And Gary, Gary would come out there with us. But me and Trent done a lot of fishing in that pond, catching these little catfish and stuff. And then um, we were sitting out there that day, and I don't know, my ball felt funny. Something was going on. Mm-hmm. I remember looking down there at it, and it looked like a, I mean, it looked like a bite. Cameraman. And I told him, I said, man, you, you need to come over and look at this. And he said, what is it? I mean, he's got the camera on me. I said, you need to come over here and look at my nut. There's something <laughs> not right. Don't look at my and balls. He looked at me and said, yeah. He said, Jeremy, I am not looking at your balls. I don't want to see that. And I told him, I said, man, you have done filmed me butt-ass naked on two different episodes. It's not <laughs> like you haven't seen this before. So whatever right. you think, you've seen it before. So he come over and took a glance at his spider bite. So he gets on his little walkie-talkie thing, and then he calls up the medic. No, he called up my producer, the main producer. He was the DP, uh-huh. my cameraman. I keep calling him cameraman, but he was the main DP. He calls up my producer. My producer walks over the top of this levee, looks down at me, and told him, I said, Johnny, I said, you need to come down here and look at my balls. Once again, <laughs> I don't want to see that. 
I said, look, man, I said, just come down here. Something's not right. I said, just get down here and look at them. He comes down and looks at it. All right, so I'll call the medic. So the medics come over. And then the medics I don't want to look at them. No, they didn't mind looking at them. Okay, okay. They didn't bother them. It was just my producer and my cameraman that's kind of shy about it, I guess. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just nuts. I mean, come on, you've seen them before. No pun intended. It's nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nuts <laughs> in my face. So my medics come to me, and they look at it and said, well, it's a spider bite. I was like, all right. So, I mean, what the hell are we fixing to do? I said, because something's not right. Give it a little bit of time. I'm like, oh, all right, how long are we giving it? And they said, well, let's give it three hours. Now, so I give it three hours, and Melanie's here. So I walk over to Melanie. She was down there further down the Salati River. I'm saying that right. It's a dried-up river through there. She was down there sunbathing on a rock, just relaxing, you know, dealing with her issues. And I walk up to her, and I told her, I said, you ain't going to believe this, but I got bit on the ball." And then I showed her, and then we sat there and we just looked at it for a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you try to make humor with the whole thing. And I remember sitting there telling her, or no, we were sitting there talking about it, and it looked like the. Oh, and, no. Uh, she said, well, maybe maybe they should put a mark on it on each side where it was red at and just see if it gets bigger. I just remember That's... looking at her, I said, well, I think it gets pretty big, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, you try to make humor of everything out there. So right. anyway, I, so we sat there I'm, and we we stared at my balls for probably another hour. <laughs> and it starts looking, like yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> and um, so it starts looking like to me, kind of like a blister forming. Yeah. Oh God. So I get up, I go to my medic, and I tell my medic, I said, right, it's been three hours. This is getting worse. I said, so, I mean, what are we going to do? We need to do something. I said, y'all might not use y'all. I know. That's what I told him. I said, y'all might not use y'all, but I use mine. So <laughs> I don't want to lose them. I mean, I'm literally, in my mind, thinking this thing clean off my body. <laughs> so... They look at it and say, let's give it three more hours. And I was like, all right, we'll give it three more hours. Fuck. And then oh, my God. I walk away. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pissed off. So I'm right. like, I didn't really get pissed off. So I walk away, and then three more hours come up, and now they just started cracking and bleeding. Oh, so my I come back God. And I said, all right, look. I said, y'all, y'all got to do something. I mean, there's animal scat everywhere. I said, yeah, there's, we got to get it clean. I'm thinking infection. You know, I'm thinking about Matt Wright when he was in, um, I believe it was the Amazons maybe, when he ended up getting that flesh-eating disease on his foot. I'm saying mm-hmm. from an infection. I'm saying, I'm fixing to get this down there. I'm fixing to lose my junk, you know. And then just, my, I might have to went, uh, change my gender, you know, things fall off. Right. So anyway, yeah. Jeremina, I guess, would be my name. So, so we sitting there, and I told them, I said, we got to clean it, wrap it. And they said, well, there's really no way to wrap it. I'm sitting there thinking, give me some gauze and some tape. I will wrap this sucker. I don't care. <laughs> I said, we got to get it covered up. I said, all right. So they said, just hold it out of the way. 
and then let me pour this on. Now, oh so I move God. it out of the way. Yeah, so I move it out of the way, and then they pulled in their little bag, and I couldn't read what it was. Oh, my God. And they poured it on my ball. Now, bear in mind, now my balls, they have open an open wound on them. They okay. poured, and I knew exactly what it was when it hit my nut. It was pure damn rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Oh. I knew you were going to freaking you, say that. Yeah. And I cussed that medic out up and down. And, and of course, you know, you, you, you try to make light of the situation again. That's when I turn over to my crew, my, my, my other cast members out there, Trent and them. That's what I told them. So I'm fixing to teabag the damn water pot. I got to have relief. <laughs> I mean, I literally wanted to squat over a water pot and teabag that damn thing. Yes, yeah. So I told the medic, I said, y'all got to cool it down. I said, it's burning. Y'all got to do something with this. And I think they took iodine. (laughs) They've become the fluffer. Yeah, yeah. So they took red iodine and they rubbed it all over me down there. And it immediately killed the burn. So now me and Melanie, we're laying in a shelter. I got my legs spread apart. And that's what <laughs> Melanie said. You know, it looks like it's your time of the month. Because <laughs> now I've got this red iodine all down there. Oh, my I mean, God. You know, we're sitting there. And then uh, I believe it started storming. And then everything washed off. I had all the animal scat back on me, dirt back on me. And, you know, the whole time I'm thinking infection, infection, infection. You know, I've got to get out of this mess. So to me, just watching out for my own health, I went ahead and left. Which really sucked because I just got Melanie there like the day two before. Oh, my God. Which is so crazy, you know. People talk about the connection that me and Melanie had. I'm surprised it didn't make the cut. Um. I think it was like day two or day three. I immediately, I woke up that morning. Melanie didn't make it to me until like day seven. Oh, wow. And I woke up day two, and immediately I knew something was wrong with Melanie. That's the connection that me and her have. Wow. I don't know where she's at. All I knew was something was wrong with Melanie, and it was. And I remember going to my producer, and I told him, I said, I don't know where she's at. I said, but I've got to go find her. And then, uh, um, and you know, that's what they told me that if you if you leave, you're chancing your own survival out here. You've got to have a boma built around you at night. You don't know where she's at. We're not going to tell you where she's at. I can't stop you from going. I just advise you to sit down and just diary cam it. So every day I just diary cam, talking about how I knew something was wrong with Melanie, that she needed me. And then come find out, Melanie did. You know, and she finally got to me on that day. Wow. Um, which y'all seen all the episodes where we, you know, that episode where we met up. And um, yeah. I remember sitting there, too, because I was sitting there fishing that day. And once again, I heard off in the distance, Melanie. I told you, I love it. You can't sneak up on nothing. You couldn't sneak up on the court. Period. And I remember I looked over at Trent and I said, did you hear that? And he said, I didn't hear nothing. I said, I heard a woman. 
case, well, I didn't hear anything. We were sitting there fishing that day, just like you've seen us on the episode. It, just a few minutes later, I looked down the bank, and I seen three naked bodies coming down the levee in Africa. And immediately, I knew that brunette was my male. And that was so the reunion right there with Melanie. So what was it that was wrong with her that you knew something was wrong with her? <clears throat> I, I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew physically she was dealing with stuff physical and emotional, and I was more concerned about her well-being and yeah. if, if she was going to be there whenever the time come where we all merge together. I didn't know at the time what was wrong. I didn't know what she was going through. I just knew that something was going on with something her. Something was going on with her. Mm. You got that psychic connection going on between the yeah. two of you. I think we do. Because mm. any time that I'm going through a hard time or dealing with something or her, you know, we'll text each other, just check on each other. Hey, you, you're on my mind. And that still goes on yep. to the day. That nice. if something she knows <clears throat> something's on my mind and just weighing me down, and I'll get that text from her. All right. And it's the same thing, you know. It's just you know, just the other day, you know, it was just I sent her a text and called her up a couple weeks ago, and come find out, you know, she she needed me to call her, you know, and and right. that's the connection that we have. I mean, she was just down here with me a few weeks ago. I think it was back around November 11th, I believe. Oh, we, nice. When you guys were doing the, the, mud, the, the um, bogging, yeah, the mud uh, bog. Yeah. yeah, I remember those videos. Cause I popped in on your live video. Yeah. Yep, we, we were down there. We had a, a real good weekend down there at Colfax. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I popped in on their live video the, the one day they were down there. Very good. I, I gotta apologize to you. I was laughing so hard when you were talking about your nuts. I just I oh my couldn't. God. Well, the guy I couldn't catch. I, I, could, I, I could not catch my breath. I mean, there was so much. All I could picture was like something out of some like bad comedy. It's like, man, look at my nuts. Look at my nuts. There's something <laughs> wrong with my nuts. <laughs> Running up there, flapping oh, nuts on her face. Gee, I was just like, oh, my God, this is like a comedy from heaven. It's like, oh, my so God. I, I have a comedy on, on here, too. So Eric says, there we go. Best excuse to have someone look at your balls. Say, you got bit by a spider. Robert says, and there, and there is a song. Ooh, the nuts are getting bigger. I don't know. Uh, Robert, three more hours, and they could and they could drop Oh. They could drop off. <laughs> Eric says, Erica. Hi, Erica. So now we know Jeremy lost his balls. Nice way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the record, for anybody that's wondering, my nuts are fully intact and pretty much fully <laughs> functional other than having a vasectomy done. But other than uh, that, they fully function. Okay. Yeah. Eric, uh, Robert said, uh, instead of tequila, spiders make your balls fall off. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, uh, Eric said, Ted is dying hearing Jeremy talking about his balls. Yeah, I was. I, I have to tell you, I was over here dying. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, I was imagining, to be honest with you. I was thinking of how much of a comedy routine it would be. And 
But at the same time, I felt so bad for you, the pain and the, the suffering and all that stuff that you had to go through with that because it's just we, we had talked about with Trent, Lauren. Oh, God. Lauren just put on their new song title, Spider Bit Nutsack. Yep. That's what I was talking about just now. But uh, uh, we were talking to Trent because, you know, I know in some places in Africa, if you swam or peed in the water, there was that little fish or whatever it is that could climb up your pee hole and then you're infected. You know, it's like, man, no way. You know, I'm glad I live where I live. Right. You know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, I think it was probably about three. I think it probably took about three weeks for me to pretty much heal up from the bite. Really? I'd be crying, Mama, yeah. look at my nuts. <laughs> I, I had some pictures of it. No, that I would keep share em. with y'all. No, but I, I ended up getting a new phone, and I lost all my pictures. I don't. I oh, might have yeah. one more. I don't want to see. If I can find that one pic, I'll be glad to send you a picture of my nuts. All right. Cindy wants it. it. Cindy wants it. I don't want it. You know, Judge just told me last night. I I, 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 I do. I I do. I want to see it. I'm scared. (laughs) My son, Jet, says to me last night, he's my youngest. He says, Mom, he said, My balls are red. I said, What? He said, (laughs) said, Mind you, he's 13 and going through puberty. He said, yeah, my, my, my balls are red, Mom. I'm like, Jet, you got to wash better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, no. He goes, I think I have a rash or something. So I'm like, oh, my God, do I have to look at this kid's balls? <laughs> so now here we are talking today about looking at balls. Oh, my <sighs> God. Erica Horn, you are a trip. She just posted on here, all I want for Christmas is my two balls back. <laughs> My two balls back. My two balls back. Oh God! I, I still, I still got my balls, everybody. Yes, folks. Yes. He, still he still has, has his, his balls. balls. Yes, he does. Yep. And he's willing I, to share I photos. Remember, I remember. I was, um, you know, I ended up. I was having to wash with this antibacterial soap and keeping everything clean. And then mm-hmm. I was still in Africa. I had to stay in Africa for a little bit. I didn't come immediately. Come home. Right. And I guess I can pretty much talk about anything on this station. Oh, yeah. Is that right? All right. Yes, we are well, rated R. You're free to say what you want. Yes. All right. Well, I didn't, I wasn't having my erection, my morning erection. So immediately I started thinking, you know, I didn't cause severe trauma down here. Something's going <laughs> exactly. on. It's, it's not working. You know, I didn't, I, I should have had one. Where, where's my morning wood at? Right. Right. Gone. So I'm sitting here. This like this has been several days. You know, I'm in Africa, and I'm on the airplane. I'm coming home, and it's about I want to say Africa was probably 15 hour flight maybe. So I'm sitting there, and I'm I'll go to sleep, and then I woke up and I had my first erection. Oh, you had to be partying. Yeah, you had to be celebrating. On. After all that, getting yeah. an infection in your nuts, and then all of a sudden you don't get an erection, it's like, oh, man. Erica says, I'm I just know. giving you a hard time. Somebody was by me on the plane, and I just looked down there at my leg, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> I could just say. And they just kind of looked at me, and I was like, you don't even want to know. 
<laughs> Should have joined the Mile High Club. Exactly. Oh, Lauren was on here. He says, uh, if he does lose his balls, I hear they make fake balls for dogs. They call them nudicles. 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 <laughs> this is, like, terrible. This is, like, this is hilarious, but it's, like, it's Christmas show, and we're talking about nuts. Yes, I mean every Christmas show should Chestnuts include nuts roasting on an open fire. Um, Jack Frost nipping at my balls. <laughs> <laughs> We're so bad. Oh my God! So sorry about you had to go through that, Jeremy. But it does make oh. for an interesting show. <laughs> Eric says, "Why isn't my little buddy waking up with me?" <laughs> Sorry, honey, it, the spider broke it. I thought he was just pissed off at me. So <laughs> yeah. Like right. He's broke. And everybody, I got to tell you, everybody is, is posting, like, jungle balls. <laughs> jungle balls. <laughs> jungle balls, jungle balls. Jungle all, all the way. way. Oh, my God, these guys are terrible. That's hysterical. Uh, Timothy's on here saying for Jeremy, he goes, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. But it's funny. It's funny now. Yeah, it's funny now. Well, I think you have to, and that's one of the right. things with healing. You once something traumatic happens to you, even something like that, if you can't find humor in it, right. then then you're not healing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that has to be a part of the healing process. Robert, I missed this one. There is a reason there are balls hanging on trees this time of year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. We got a few here, too. Yeah. Yep, we got a uh, Lauren, I'm bad. he says, a show about genitalia. First show I heard, it was about animals getting their balls mutilated. Protect your junk. <laughs> this, show <laughs> this show is, is savage on groins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, we went from paranormal to a para... Paranuts. 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 <laughs> now you got to know what we're going to talk about. We, we are, are nuts. We are paranuts. We are paranuts. We're nuts. We're paranuts. Par- there you go. A pair of nuts and a para, P-A-I-R-A, and also para, P-A-R-A, nuts. Paranuts. Nice. Nice. Yes, yes. Yes. So, so what I'm do you do now, Jeremy? Mind. I mean, you've, you've, you've obviously lived through the worst bit with Naked and Afraid here. I mean, you mm-hmm. have gone through some real, um, traumatic things through ball this. busting. You know, but yeah, it's some serious ball busting. Yeah. Um, so seriously, <laughs> seriously. So w- if. Now, are you still under contract with them? I mean, are you going to go back if they ask you, or would you do it again? I'm still under contract with them. I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I just right now I got so much on my plate with things going on that you know I don't. At this point, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right, right. Well, I I I want to say that I'm glad you're okay. We're glad your balls are fine. Yeah. Me too. That's worse. That's worse than Trent's foot problem. I mean, that's just I can't imagine. 
And believe it or not, when we were talking, I mean, that's one of my fears is that something would happen to my junk. I mean, being out there with no clothing whatsoever, I mean, oh, my God, you know what just made me think of? How did, how did cavemen do it? How did they deal with it all? They must have died. Know, didn't they die young? Yeah, right. right. They died. At, they died at twenty-one. They were already fathers. Good point. Fathers. Good, point. Good, point. Good point. Grandfathers. Good point. <laughs> so you know, with all this stuff and all that you've gone through, um, I, I I can't even figure. Um, all you really got out of this was just bragging rights that you did this stuff. Mm-mm. I mean, does it make you feel? I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like a dick, but do, do you feel – I don't know. I mean, you, you have accomplished this. I mean, this is something that like manly men, you know, like lumberjacks and survivalists of all different kinds, and you've accomplished something that like somebody like me has never done. I mean, how does that all make you feel? I mean, is it – not trying to play psychologist here, but it's got to do something for you, you know, your pride, your – Hey, I was able to do this. I mean, you can leave it, leave it for your grandkids to say, "Hey, my grandpa was a survivalist on Naked and Afraid." I mean, it's I, I, if I was you, I would feel fantastic saying, "I did this." I'd be like, "I am the dumbest motherfucker." <laughs> 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 what was I thinking? I mean, because even Mel and Trent both said, "Nope." You know, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's usually the, the thrill, you know. Yeah. The adventure I mean, there is a thrill to it, you know, and you know, I guess some of it, you know, can be bragging rights. You know, I think for the most part, I enjoy doing every bit of the show, and for the most part, I've enjoyed everything that come from it. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> now. Ren said, now it's time to get a testicle tattoo. <laughs> you know, Melanie is begging me to tattoo a spider on my ball. Yes, does. Yep, yep. Could you imagine, like, being in a situation where, say, you're at the bar, and they're all talking about, wow, this scar's from, from Vietnam. This scar's from, you know, I got whoa, attacked whoa, whoa. by a tiger. And Jeremy could just whip out his nuts and go, well, this is from a spider. <laughs> <laughs> from spider bite. You know, you know, I said it in the beginning of the episode is that's the little things that can take you out. And if it wasn't yeah. a damn spider. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lion. It wasn't a damn hippo. It was a damn spider. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes you think, doesn't it? It's like the smallest damn things. Right. It's the smallest well, thing. Said- I remember. Heather- I remember. I remember one day I was out there hunting with Trent, and we had this little pattern that we do hunting. And I tried to circle around like a herd of impala, and I'd push them to Trent. And then, um, and he would get stationary in one area, and you know he tried to get a shot at him. And I remember walking through that day, and I ended up getting way too far away from him. I didn't have my cameraman. I'm out in the middle of nowhere in Africa, and I. I honestly just kept waiting on the damn line just to pounce me. That's wow. what I thought was going to end up out was a line. But it wasn't a damn line. It was a spider. Mm-mm-mm. Man, 
I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm really just thinking about all that. It's like, it's, <clears throat> he's absolutely right. I mean, the smallest, and well, look at fire ants, you know, when they're out there in these things, they have mosquitoes and fire ants and all this other shit. And here's, you know, like he said, a spider, I'm just like, fuck, a spider mm-hmm. of all things. He's got Ren put Spider Man. <laughs> spider balls, spider balls, does whatever spider balls do. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't. I didn't pick up any super uh, Spider Man abilities though from it. Damn. You know that would have been nice. You know to shoot web out. So, but no, I didn't get none of that. Yeah. You're just shooting webs at your I didn't have ability to climb. Well, I'm just glad. I mean, you, did they tell you, or were you ever worried about things like rabies? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, there's got to be bats that carry that stuff. There's got to be all types of animals or creatures, rats, mice. I mean, that's the stuff that you goes know, through I, my head. Well, I mean, you know when you go out there, I mean, there's stuff out there that can hurt you. There's stuff out there that can kill you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you don't really focus on them kind of things. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. in the Philippines at night, me and Cassie, we knew the, the Philippine cobra was there. And at night, I remember we slept on the beach every single night, just right there on the beach. Because, well, it wasn't cold to me. It was kind of cold to her. But I enjoyed the weather in Philippines. So, I mean, we'd sleep right there on the beach. We didn't bother getting off the ground. But we'd wake up in the morning, and you'd literally see where the cobra has slithered down the bank not too far from you. Oh, was, my that God. Was in, every single night. I remember, like, one of the nights when I was in the Philippines, me and Cassie was walking. as She had to go take a pit. And I asked her, I said, you want me to go with you or you want to go by yourself? She said, no, you can walk with me. So I walked mm-hmm. with her, and, and we are coming down the, down the beach right there, and I stopped her because she was literally just a couple of feet from stepping on a Philippine cobra that was about Oof. six foot long. And then when we was, I told her, I said, that's a snake. She's like, that's not a snake. And I said, yes, it is. And there was like a shell on the ground. I picked up the shell, and I tossed it on the snake, and then it slithered off and went up this tree. And then when we were sitting there looking at the snake going up a tree, there was like some seaweed, a row of seaweed that's been washed up on the bank from the waves, and it was right there at her feet. And then another one, when we were just sitting there talking, slithered mm-hmm. by her feet. Literally no. just inches oh, from no. her. And that was that was the cobra. And then, so I mean, like I told you, the dangers are real out there. And we, I remember one morning when I was out there, I'd, I'd always get up early. I'm an early riser. Anybody knows me knows that when that, even the sun's thinking about coming up, I'm opening my eyes. I've got to do something. And um, so I, my main thing was just, as soon as I could see something, I was up looking for food. That was in the Philippines. Cassie would sleep in every single day. And, uh, mm. I mean, I've always said it that I could literally pick her up in her sleep and carry her somewhere. She never would have woke up. I mean, she had no <laughs> idea that I was carrying her. She was out. She oh had that God. ability to just to sleep. But I got up that morning, 
done my normal hunting, and I was walking along the beach, and there was this huge snail. Now, I don't know nothing really about the ocean, but when I saw that snail, I thought, man, that's some food. So I grabbed up the snail, and I was looking at it, and I could see all the meat and stuff that's underneath the snail. And that morning was the only morning that Cassie woke up early, like I do. And I held up the snail, and I looked at her and said, I've got his breakfast. And um, she immediately started freaking out for me to throw it down. And it was a killer cone snail is what it turned out to be. And I'm holding this snail, which is huge. I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but they're big. It had this tentacle that come out the back of it, and it was trying to reach around to touch my hand. Now, if she wouldn't have woke up that morning, that snail would have went into my bag, and that snail would have popped me. What I told it would release a neurotoxin in you that could kill you. My God. That's what I was told about it. That's crazy. She wouldn't have woke up that morning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, literally, if she wouldn't have woke up that morning, that snail would have went in my bag. And I was going to eat it. That was my plan. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Thank gosh she was there. Definitely. Yeah. That's some scary shit. You know, I got I got to ask a question. Do you know? Because I didn't. I don't think I've asked Mel. Do you know if she ever had that video looked at by other, like I don't know, say paranormal investigators or anybody for what she recorded? Because yeah, I wanted to see the, the yeah, I wanted video. to see the video too. Because you know, I, I'd be interested. I mean, we like the freaky stuff like that. I mean, yeah. and that's part of the show, you know. And I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, even even there, Trent there told was the somebody. There was somebody that took the recording and then broke down the, um, I can't remember who it was, Melanie Mike could, but broke down the noise that we was hearing, the sound it was making, and through some, I don't know how people do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but the only mm-hmm. thing they could factor in that it was no known recording that was caught on camera before, and that it wasn't digitally put in it. That was the only thing that they came back and told us. So it was paranormal. It was it was unnatural. That's they they couldn't explain the noise. That it wasn't something that that has been prior to being recorded before and picked up, and they knew that it wasn't digitally, you know, edited it into the recording. Now, I don't know how they do all that. That's, right. That kind of goes above me. Right, but right. I can't. Melody might better remember who done that. You'd have to ask her. But it was somebody that done the footage on that. And then there's some well, YouTube videos on. You could pull up on YouTube. I know several people has done YouTube videos, uh, breaking things down on what they thought it was. And I know I I just saw some of that the other day because I just I googled my name in that episode on YouTube and it popped up different. YouTube videos so that people actually, made. It. So sorry to interrupt, but did they actually show that footage on the episode? Yeah, the footage is shown on the episode. <clears throat> sorry, on the episode oh, wow. that Melanie caught on camera, and then the noise on camera picked up by the microphone. All that's mm-hmm. out there is heard. And so that, I mean, you had we some want- people claiming it was gators. During mating season, it wasn't mating season. Um, so I mean, it wasn't gators. I think some people try to say it was a cow, 
there's no cows on that island. I mean, that's, I don't know where, I mean, people just try to come up with different things they think logically it could be. Now, now, if we wanted to see that video, what would we have to, to Google Look on under. YouTube? I mean, you could probably find it just by pulling up Curse of the Swamp. And I know, um, I want to say it's on Hulu. And then um, you can find it on Discovery Go. You can pull up both them episodes there. And then you can pull, okay. you know, the video there, which I know, like, the video feed from Discovery Channel and Discovery Go will be a better copy than what YouTube has. Because right. some of these people, they upload it to YouTube. It's not, not a real good copy. I mean, sometimes, the, the like, my voice on one of the videos I've seen didn't even line up with my lips. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, I've seen that lot, it's just yeah. bad recording. Hmm. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, right. we're gonna check it out. Yeah, I think I think you know we should. You know, I mean, uh, I know that some of the fans that are watching, I mean, they probably remember it, but um, mm-hmm. it'd be nice just to to have yeah. and say, hey, this is what you know, this is what it is. You know, this is the the footage, I should say. You know, with it, but I, I just think that everything that you've gone through and the and the experiences that you've had are amazing. I mean, we big kudos here. We uh, we love talking to you guys. I mean, especially, I mean, it's just it's amazing that you guys are able to do those things. And it's like a, the stories, the um, traumatic stuff that you guys go through. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, maybe you know, I, and I'm not I'm not insulting you or anybody, but I have to think that it's somewhere in our brain. Maybe our brain just says, "Oh my God, it's a vacation," and it's not. Right. You know, it's like, oh man, it's you know, it's definitely not a vacation out there. Yeah, I mean, sometimes cr- you're out there and you wonder, you know, what in the hell am I doing? You know, I could be right. in my bed. You know, and everything right. that we take for granted here. You don't realize the stuff that you actually take for granted until you get out here in the area that you can't just go up and turn a faucet and turn water on, or you can't go to the refrigerator and grab something to eat. You know, so I mean, we take a lot of stuff for granted. And yes, doing episodes do. or shows like this, it makes you realize certain things. And, you know, and that's one thing that I learned coming out of the Philippines, you know, is everything that I took for granted. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we we have thoroughly enjoyed you being on the show with us. We have laughed at, at your expense, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but we we have. Uh, but we appreciate your story. Yeah, I mean that's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it is nuts. Uh, but oh, Lord have mercy. You know we we just love the show. I mean we love the people. I mean Mel has become a. a a dear friend of mine and she's, you know, a friend of Cindy's now and, yeah. you know, uh, Trent's the same way and uh, mm-hmm. we just, we love it. And now you're part of the Paratalk family as well, Jeremy. So yes. thank you so much for, for joining us and being part of this. I'm, I'm glad Thanks for sharing. I really enjoy talking to y'all tonight about all this. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to say you have some big balls. <laughs> <laughs> They're back normal size now. Yeah, I'm just saying, for you to be out there three sh- different shows, you got big balls. 
Yeah, big cojones. Whether, whether they were bit by spiders or not. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just amazing. Whew. I mean. Yeah. It wasn't a paranormal show tonight. We did learn a couple things, and it was somewhat paranormal. It's not normal, that's for sure. (laughs) And uh, it was it was definitely fun, and it Mm -hmm. was it was nice to get to learn more of what actually happened and what he had to go through. Lord Hamilton. And uh, yeah, it's just it's strange that you know we all put ourselves in certain circumstances and situations. Mm But I know for a fact I couldn't put myself in the situation that he did. I agree with that. There's no way I could. You couldn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you agree? I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I no, I wouldn't. I, I can't. Thanks. I, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, she loves me. Now she's squeezing me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it either. Yeah. You know I could. No. Yeah, it's just, no. Put me in a haunted house and I'm good. Uh, me too. I'm fine yeah, with it. In, yeah, put me in a haunted house. Uh, <laughs> tell me there's Bigfoot. I'll go. Yeah, you fine. Put me in, drop me naked. Something. First off, naked? naked. No, ain't never going to happen. But then drop <laughs> me off in like a strange, <laughs> a strange land and I don't know shit about it. Mm-mm. No. No way. Well, like Robert just said in here, he said, we're, we're, we're taught in schools down here in Oz about all the dangerous stuff in the water. Well, yeah, well, he's in Australia, and so, yeah, yeah. He's, he's taught that stuff. Like, but for us here... Yeah, we're not the, taught that what, stuff. What do we really fear here? I mean, in New York, I mean, you have to remember, the biggest thing we have out here that can do any damage to us is a bear or a mountain lion or a bobcat. I remember a kid... Most time, most time it's he, another human. Yeah. Most times we fear our life because of another human. I remember um, when I was in FLCC... Um, there was a kid that, that started at the school and he got, he got mauled by a bear because he, he had come from Australia. Mm. That's where he was from originally, but he said he had gotten mauled by a bear. So we're like, oh yeah, right. He looks up his shirt and you see scars of these claw marks. It was terrifying. I don't know if he got mauled there or here or where it was, but it was terrifying when I saw yeah. them. Yeah, well, I, I just, I, no, I'll deal with a ghost before I deal with a spider biting my nuts. Right. Literally. I mean, yeah. no way. The itsy beatsy spider yeah, I don't can deal with water stuff. <laughs> well, what he, doesn't is, want, he doesn't want to deal with any more ghosts, he said. Oh, okay. All right. No, I've had enough of that. <laughs> well, you know, I just. That whole situation with Mel, just, I mean, she was, she told us the story and, and. Yeah, she did. You know, I mean, you're sitting there on the other, again, stop recording him. Stop recording. <laughs> what if he doesn't like it? Stop it. Stop it. You know, I could see that, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, you never know. Life is not fair by any means. And there are so many things out there that we still don't know in our own world. That's right. Yep. And, you know, and, and going into that. There was probably a lot of stuff that I would, I'd probably say, you know, you're crazy for believing something like that. But, you know, whenever you finally, you experience something firsthand that you can't explain, then you start kind of believing in different things. Right. I can't explain what I've seen. Melanie can't tell you what we've seen. Nobody that's seen that footage from that show can really explain what was out there. Everybody can have their assumptions on what they assume it is, but you you cannot tell me that it was just 
a person. You know, you can't tell me that it was animal. Whatever was out there, just like that night, I'll never forget it. I remember it just plain as day, you know, and I think even the, like the, I don't know, said something, I don't know if it was the narrator on the show or, or maybe a pop-up was just talking about being sleep-deprived, you see stuff. Yeah, I was tired. I was sleeping, but I was sleeping during the day when I could. But what I seen was plain as day to me, and it was yeah. just 15, 20 feet away, right there underneath the tree, and it was just like I told you. It was a floating torso. Oh, and, you know, I didn't tell you. I know we're trying to end this. Oh, we're good. We the got lady good. That, the lady time. That, that basically owned that island, I found out about this afterwards. There's a little tidbit about that island. That island used to have, uh, basically in Morgan City, if you lived in the city, you had money. If you lived in the swamps, you didn't have money. That's where you, that's where you lived. That was their place that they stayed at, was on that island. There was a home front there. And um, there was a pirate named Jean Lafitte. And you can pull this stuff up. Jean Lafitte would come in from the Gulf and and hide up in there. Now, people say that Jean Lafitte would hide buried treasure, stuff like that, all over this island. And then, so the, the lady that owns the island was sharing the story with us about it. And this was all after what we've seen. And it wasn't prior to this. It was after the, you know, after we done filmed. And um, there's an older lady and um, that owned it. And then um, she said that the people that lived on that island one day immediately left everything behind and moved to the city. They had money. Now, what they think happened was that them homesteaders found some of Jean Lafitte's buried treasure. And that's how they came into money, and they left everything that they had on that island and went back to the city and started over. Now, the legend of it goes is that Jean Lafitte still haunts that island looking for his buried treasure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hmm. Nice. That's cool. Down there in the keys, so, you know, maybe the ghost of Jean Lafitte is walking that island. And I've always wanted to go back and just camp out on that island one more time. And we talked about doing it before and, you know, and just bringing some people in and just go camp out on that island and, and bring a camera crew and see if we could find whatever that was. And hmm. um, the week we never done it. I keep my clothes on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in as long as I can keep my clothes on. Me too. I'm, I'm going to keep mine on. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might film TV shows naked, but um, I don't. I don't know. When I got the option to have my clothes on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna wear them. Me I enjoy too. The yeah. My shirt. yeah, me too. Yeah. And that was in Louisiana. The island is right. Yes, ma'am. It's um in Morgan City, and that's also called Morgan's Island that we filmed mm. that episode on. It's off in the Chapalaya Basin in the swamp. And um, 
So, I mean, you can you can pull up some of the information on it, and you can pull up stuff about Jean Lafitte. I was told by the locals that there's a lake out there that if you go to it at night, I haven't done this, but the locals said if you go there at night, you can watch fiery spirits dance across the lake. Wow. Wow. They don't know what it is. Now, I, I, like I said, I've never went. That's just, you know, that's what they told me. That's what some of the locals were sharing some of the stories about stuff that happened, you know, that goes on down there. And I think you some know, people try to say it's like swamp gas, stuff like that. And I think even one person said that, you know, what me and Melanie seen was swamp gas. Well, I mean, it's 15 feet away. That wasn't right. swamp gas. Whatever right. it was, was walking. Alligator right. bark. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, like I know a lot of people that totally against believing anything probably think, you know, I'm crazy. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> they can think what they want. Or just go spend yeah. a night on Morgan's Island and figure it out for yourself. Right. Right. Well, you have to you have to think, Jeremy. Like with us, I mean, we get told all the time we're crazy or nuts or we're you know, the what we what we do, what we, you know, search for and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. but somebody's got to. Right. I mean right. thousands and thousands of people see things or hear things and they there's no explanation and you're a part of that now. You're another number uh, in that whole big, you know, thing. So it's it's something that that's why we have this show. That's why we do what we do is because this stuff is out there and we may not be able to explain it, but we sure as hell are interested, you know, so they can it's, call us it's nuts. Definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think Louisiana has got a lot of stuff for paranormal stuff going on down there between the Rougarou and I don't know, gas and <laughs> floating right. torsos and, right. you know, Dancing sprites on the lake, and <laughs> I, I really think that uh, maybe everybody should go down there. Yeah, Erica said road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So come on. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> so is that where you you live? Is is in Louisiana or? I live up north Louisiana, up in Monroe. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I got to tell you, I love the accent, too. I love, me, but too. Actually, he's like, no, you have the accent, not me. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. You sound a lot like Trent to me. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, because he's got some big cojones, too. Right. When I, first, when I first heard you speaking on here, I actually thought Trent was in on this radio. Uh, <laughs> well, don't you know what? I tried. I asked him and Mel to kind of make a surprise phone call, but neither one was available to do it. So I was trying to get them to surprise you. Aww. Yeah, Melanie, I talked to her a little bit, and that's what she was telling me, that she um she uh, was getting off work right when it started, and then she's got to drive home. I didn't think she was going to better be on it. And then... Right. Um, she would want me to call her whenever we got done. So I'm probably going to holler at her in just a little bit. Right. Nice. Uh, we miss her. You tell her we miss her. And uh, yeah. we can't wait to have you all back on the show. We'd love to have all three of you on the show. And um, just, you know, one time do like a, 
a Naked and Afraid reunion and talk about some of the stuff and what y'all had to go through again, but do it as a group setting and maybe we'll have some more interesting stories and conversation. You know, yeah. I think it'd be fun to have all of you on here together. <laughs> Voodoo. Hey, I'm nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to go to Louisiana and do a live show I'm there? You. My God. Let's do it when it's warm though. Let's do it when it's warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like 33 degrees here. Right. Anything's warmer than here? Anything's warmer than here. We're definitely warmer than y'all. I'm in a a t-shirt right now. Dang. So it's got to be like 65, 70 there. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. um, I'm sitting in my truck right now. Erica it's great there. So she Mm. must be in. Yeah, she's in Louisiana, too. She said it's great there. No, I thought she said she's more than her. <laughs> Robert's like a necking and a feared reunion. Right. Oh, she must be in New Orleans then. I can't. Maybe that's Erica. Where are you from? No, she said it earlier. Yeah, said it no, earlier. I thought so. No. Well, you know, it's been a. It's she's in Louisiana. Oh, she is. Yeah. I yeah. thought she said she was a northerner though, for some reason. Yeah. So. Oh, from Michigan. She's from Michigan. Yeah, I knew it. Right. But she's in Louisiana. Yeah, Erica. I want to. I want to come to New Orleans. I've never been there. Me too. I want to go to Mardi Gras. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Marie Lepo's grave. Mm-hmm. Go there. All right. Well, we should get the hell out of here, and we should let him go. And uh, she lives in the same town as Jeremy. Oh well, that's cool. So Erica lives in the same town as Jeremy. New Orleans. Awesome. Right. All right. Well, you know, Jeremy, again, um, we hope you had a good time. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Robert said it's 86.4. Yeah, it's 86 in Australia. Yeah, it's very warm out there. So, again, thank you so much. I enjoyed being with y'all tonight. Yeah. Wait, what did he say? He said he enjoyed being with us tonight. Oh, thank you. We enjoyed you, too. uh, And you now have the number. You're able to call anytime you want. You know, if we get mail on or whatever, you want to pop in and say hi, you go for it. Um, We'll miss you uh, uh, come February, but you're welcome um, to come next year. um, Just be awesome. We'd love to meet you in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll, We'll make it happen. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll have to come down and do some Rougarou hunting. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I don't what, sir. Cool. Well, it's too bad you couldn't come up in April for our Bigfoot expedition. Wait, Terry told me, no, I don't what? He said, no, you don't, Cindy. Want to go down there? We're doing, uh, I invited Trent, too, and he said he was in, I guess. We want to go, we're going to do a, a Bigfoot expedition in April. We're going oh, to the yeah. Appalachian Mountains in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yes, and I don't. I, that's my reef. Yeah, you won't be going. So, oh well. We get us all together at some point. Mhm. Well, thank you again, Jeremy. Do you want to oh, say anything? And he, he said, "Don't go to Marty. I don't drink, Terry, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, I love it. I love drinking. So <laughs> I love drinking. <laughs> I, love I guess drinking. I'm his DD. <laughs> I just hold his hand. Ah, and there walk we go. Him. What do you say? Jeremy and I are going to be drinking. You can be our DD. All right. I'll just hold y'all's hand and walk. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be holding the bucket. That sounds like a plan to me. 
There you there go. There you go. Right. All right. <laughs> okay, everybody. It's been a wonderful evening. Yes, it's I been had a so pleasure. Much fun. And um Thanks for keeping my mind off my foot, you guys. Yeah, and uh the laughing, the the, yeah, the typical stuff that we have laughter, here. This is so a, much, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, it's it's just been a fantastic night and yeah. uh had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I yeah. hope you guys so, had fun. And in two weeks we'll be back. This is our holiday show yeah. and um I'm It'll be two weeks before we get back. And uh, Heather, thank you for the news. Hey, we, we appreciate that. Yay! And uh, and no ex- unexpected Gettysburg turns. Oh, we're going back to Gettysburg. Oh yes, we are. They already asked if we were going, and I told yes, her yes, we, we already, are going. We already know we're yes, going. Yes, we back are. To we're Gettysburg. going to Gettysburg. So mm-hmm. you know, wake up sleeping beauty. I love you, John. You want to hit it? <laughs> I was doing that at the doctor's uh, office. All right, everybody. Here. Take care. Have a good night, Jeremy. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. Thank, Thank you. y'all. Again. You too. Yeah, and have a happy holiday happy there. Happy holidays, everybody. All right. Wherever there is dark. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank yep, you. Merry thank Christmas. You. Same, same to you. Remember, guys, wherever there is darkness, there is always delight. Night, guys. Night, Thank guys. you so much. Take care. You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our guests, our sponsors, and Jay Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. ParatalkRadio.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.